Hello, everybody, and welcome to the podcast. We've got uh, a monstrous film for you today here. This one is is towering both in its, you know, uh, uh, alien like unique storytelling and also in its its heartfelt moments. And it's, I think, unexpected in a lot of really awesome ways. Um, also a very low budget film, too. You know, I think we probably end up talking about that in the podcast. Uh, I was delighted to see that at most there was maybe only six or seven people on the crew at, at any at all times. And it really mm-hmm. makes it feel like a film that you and I would have made. My my wonderful uh, uh, octopus loving <laughs> co-host, <laughs> Stephen Reyes. And yeah, you guys can take that however you want to take it. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> so I, I, you know, this movie had maybe a bigger budget than we ever had on any of our films. But I think oh, uh, spiritually is very related to what s- some of the stuff we've done, which I think is a reason why I put this on the episode in X and a reason why I wanted to see it and share it with everybody. So I hope you'll enjoy it. Give the movie a watch. Give the episode a listen. And we'll, you know, we'll get right to it. You're listening to more movies, please. So this movie that you recommended, you said you warned me about it, but yeah. I forgot about your warning. So, yeah, I, I I put this one, I put Monsters onto the episode index um, because I think it's kind of a fascinating movie and it really captivated me when I first saw it because it okay. was very unlike um, a lot of other monster movies that I had seen. It really bucked a lot of trends and was just unique in a way because it really doesn't show much of the monsters at all. And yeah, that, I that think, threw me off, which was fine though, because yeah. it was showing me a lot more of the story that for a monster movie, as you said, it doesn't focus on the monsters. But the great thing is when they finally do show the monsters, yeah, you see that they actually invested their budget into the like their design. <laughs> yeah, sure there. they did. Yeah, um, like their VFX department actually did a good job. <laughs> dude, this is this is the interesting thing about this movie. I'm glad you brought that up. Well, first, mm-hmm. what I think what I had warned you about was this very fact: is that um, it's it's quote unquote a monster movie, but you you really don't see much of the monsters, and it's more about like uh, kind of a road trip uh, relationship building movie than anything if, more than anything else. And if that doesn't. <laughs> spoil things for you guys i yeah. don't know what will but uh, what always, else will <laughs> spoilers so the the interesting thing about this movie is that it is an incredibly low budget film um as is kind of evidenced by the way it was made um there's not there are really only two people on screen for most of the film and they don't rely on the visual effects aspect of it of it a lot because well, one, I, I don't think they had a lot of money. I'm not sure what the actual budget was, um, but I I want to say it was definitely under a million dollars, probably closer okay. to like 800000 And as far as I know, there might have been maybe a couple of people helping out the director with this. But as far as I know, the director was the only person who did all of the VFX shots in this film. Dang, that's so, actually pretty impressive. Yeah. Like I, I know of a one man show occasionally, but... Those were some pretty decent effects because one of the notes I had made with this movie was at first when we were in that kind of night vision sequence, Mm -hmm. which was actually the ending of the film chronologically. Yeah. The kind of like, um, what was that, um, movie with the blind man and they robbed the house 
forgot the, what it's called. Oh, 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 don't breathe. Don't breathe. Yes. I, and yeah, so it's kind of like don't breathe where they show something at the end at the beginning. Yeah. But it gave me this really Cloverfield feel to it. It had that a lot, didn't it? Yeah. And the first Cloverfield movie to specify. <laughs> right. Not the other two. Although 10 Cloverfield yeah. Lane, fantastic movie. I wouldn't mind seeing that one again. 10 Cloverfield Lane. The second Cloverfield. The Cloverfield Paradox Cloverfield. on Netflix was. No, Clo- Paradox was number three, was which number I have three. to see. 10 Cloverfield Lane was the second one. Was the second. Yeah. So that was the good one. The first two were good in their own way. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The third one I haven't seen. It, I don't think it lives up to the promise of the first two. Yeah. I feel like it kind of goes with Starship Troopers kind of. They get extra money for their special effects, but then the story kind of falls. From what I read or heard about that movie when it came out was that it Mm -hmm. wasn't intended to be a Cloverfield movie, but there was sort of a, I don't know, I think 10 Cloverfield Lane came out and they're the producers or the or whoever was managing that uh, intellectual property was like, oh, we can make this into a whole universe. So let's shoehorn in a Cloverfield storyline into this other totally unrelated uh, science fiction movie. I had the first 20 minutes and it kind of felt like that already. Yeah. Yeah. It didn't. I don't <sighs> think it got better from what I could recall. Well, with uh, this film, uh-huh. there is a lot of different things that kind of got my attention. The Cloverfield reference w- worked for this film mm-hmm. and then also have you ever played a game called dead rising i've not played it but i've heard of it so in that one like the main character is a reporter going into like a zombie apocalypse trying to get photos okay and like fighting his way through with shopping carts and tons of stuff but basically oh, sounds intense. It, re- it reminded me of this guy because it was like he's trying to go into like this apocalyptic war zone and he's just trying to get photos that's like the character frank something from that game mm-hmm so I feel like I could be wrong, but they might have been heavily influenced by that and the that Cloverfield. I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah, I, I think uh, the the director and creator of the film was probably yeah combined a lot of different influences um, from games, from movies, probably from older mm-hmm. movies too, because the this had I don't know this kind of reminded me a little bit of of the way the first Alien movie felt and the way Jaws kind of felt. Yeah. In the way that you don't really see too much of the the adversary, the the antagonist, the monsters until mm-hmm. like the very end, because well, mostly because of the budget, because they just didn't have the money to do those like crazy visual effects shots throughout the entire film, so they had to get inventive with the way they made it. And I think um, like keeping those monster shots from you really helps ramp up the mystery of the story and the intensity of the moments when you do actually see the monsters because in up until you see them they're just sort of these foreboding scary specters in the night and everything and you don't know what they're going to look like and they could just they they're the most fearsome things because your brain your imagination does a lot of the the heavy lifting for you well the thing is like they when we finally see what they look like they kind of reminded me of war of the world with tom cruise that yeah version yeah, yeah, yeah. They well, really I think uh, oh, no, you go ahead. looked like those creatures from that one. They were very um, amphibian. I mean, they they looked like straight up octopuses, octopodes. Oh yeah, no, they definitely looked like octopuses. But like throughout the film, I was thinking, wow, they didn't have the budget to show us the monsters. That's why they're holding it back. But then, like as the film progressed, mm-hmm. then I, the story started to carry itself. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. they probably did have to ride around not being able to show them as much. But they're doing a good job at it. It doesn't feel like 
hey, we're just not seeing it because we can't afford it. it yeah, exactly. I I think you can get away with something like that when you've got, well, they didn't, I don't think they really had too much of a script. I think a lot, most of this film was improvised. But when you've got a good idea and a strong director behind mm-hmm. the idea who I think knows where he wants the story to go and can help guide it even without a script and has a good team behind him to make it happen and then can also deliver on the visual effects which was impressive given the budget and the fact that this movie was made 11 years ago by this point, um, then you're probably in pretty good territory. You don't have too much to worry about. So you said that you feel like most of the script was improvised for this one. I'm 100% positive it was. Okay. That explains a lot because there were times in this film where I'm like, okay, Uh this film has a movie budget-ish, like the feel to it, like the look. Sure, yeah. Yeah, it looked very competently made, yeah where i'm like this kind of feels like b-movie acting or dialogue like not in a bad way just more of like where you see a film like a really good student film where it looks great but then some of the dialogue or the acting is a little bit weak like inexperienced from that so if it was improvised i could see that because then it's not necessarily flowing naturally because sometimes you're just freelancing or yeah freestyling is the word i'm looking for which It, the film worked. It felt more natural, like a regular conversation you would have with strangers. But I was like, this doesn't feel as controlled as I would expect for a film dialogue. No, I mean, if you don't have a script, you don't have the opportunity to rehearse lines and polish things and get it, mm-hmm. you know, emotionally to a point where everything you're saying is landing and has an intended impact with something that's just totally improvised, um, especially from a director who may not. I think work improvisationally all the time. Uh, like I don't think Gareth Edwards, the director of this film, he's no Christopher Guest. You know, he's not making you know like Best in Show or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, where it's he's just got like an entire team of improvisers and is making it work. Um, then yeah, I think you you can start to see the the cracks in the dialogue and, and the way some of the scenes move forward. I think he did a good job in hiring um, two I think very very competent actors, and I haven't really seen too much of what uh the the woman whitney abel has done after this yeah. film but scoop mcdenny scoop mcnary the the man has done uh like he's a big time character actor name in hollywood now guy works a lot and has mm-hmm. been in a lot of films um he was in yeah, killing them softly his... we we watched that one recently yeah you've mentioned his name before yeah so like I didn't feel like their acting suffered at all. Like it was just for me, occasionally I felt like the dialogue was unrehearsed, as you said, which explains why, but it carried well that Mm -hmm. I was definitely laughing at the, him trying to hit on her when he was drunk, (laughs) trying very hard. And And even before he was drunk, like, Oh, my room's ready. Well, I guess I'll just stay here. It's like, dude, not going to work. Take the hint, read the room, man. Mm -hmm. I mean, no, yeah, it's, (laughs) it's, it was a little a little too early for for that sort of a relationship to have mm-hmm. burgeoned Especially out of it. for somebody who says, when we get back, I'm going to go get married. I know. Like, yeah, I have yeah. a fiance. I'm going to go get a bath. It's more, I'm going to go have a bath and I'm going to go get married. Like, get married. Literally yeah. keeps on saying, I'm going to get married. Uh-huh. Which, <laughs> Which is... kind of threw me off from that phone conversation of her dad trying to force her to call her fiance. I mean, the way she acted and what she said throughout the entire film, and maybe I'm echoing something you're feeling, is that mm-hmm. um, she what I like she was going through the motions with her her fiance and was maybe doing maybe agreeing to the marriage and maybe planning on going through with it, 
because that's what was uh, expected of her, you know, yeah. as somebody who appears to come from money. Like it, it may have been a case of her, her. I mean, I have no idea. Maybe her fiance was sort of chosen in a way by by their respective families because it's like, oh, it could strengthen a, a bond between two very powerful and wealthy families. So let's keep things going in that way. So Starks and Targaryens joining forces. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't be surprised if that was absolutely the case. Possibly, possibly. But then, you know, love starts winning out, I think, or just, you know, mutual attraction through yeah. uh, traumatic events. I was going to say mutual attraction because I don't think there was any falling in love. I think more yeah. of maybe just the fire of passion. Right. Yes. The, the passion of nearly losing your lives and getting eaten mm-hmm. by monsters. Yes. And then seeing these two monsters essentially, I'm going to say mate or at least affectionately kiss. Something like that. I, I'm going to assume mating just because I, I think that's what animals do. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I just don't know if like that was just like uh, a hug scene or an actual yeah. makeout scene for the, the monsters. But it was it made me write the phrase love, not war, because uh-huh. I was like, these creatures aren't trying to destroy. We keep on attacking them when they show up. I know that was the impression I got throughout the entire film is like I, I so badly wanted to see like what would happen if we just let them alone. Mm-hmm. I I or even like just tried to derail them, like try to do something to not attack them, but like. Mm-hmm divert okay mm, even mm-hmm. if we just diverted them on a path so they wouldn't go through a city like to yeah. try to draw them towards something else that's less destructive i that's the impression i got i i think even f- look at the forest that one scene where they were showing the eggs on the tree oh yeah yeah the forest wasn't damaged like they got yeah. in there seemed laid very, the eggs and left yeah it seemed very uh symbiotic mm-hmm. that relationship i and i don't recall the monsters ever really attacking anybody unprovoked yeah and like i we didn't get to see any scenes of a person getting pulled in half or being eaten or anything (laughs) way too over budget on that yeah well you could have just like had somebody go on a screaming and and off screen have fake blood fall in front of the camera (laughs) that could have worked but you didn't see that i mean everybody who died and and some people did die kind of gruesomely there was that one guy who looked like he was torn open um, yeah, it looked like alien kind of thing. Like if he yeah. had been infested and then popped out of his rib cage, which we need to cover alien at some point. Goodness, we'll do the whole, as they say, quadrilogy <laughs> of those movies. Um, we'll, we'll have to do that like one movie a month because we don't want to sure. get tired back to back. But I yes, that could. That, yeah. um, well, there's a whole even more universe of that because we got alien oh, predator right. prometheus, prometheus. And, yeah yeah we have to organize that timeline and figure that out we'll work on that <laughs> one yeah uh yeah back to monsters i uh, i would bet that the aliens are probably for the most part uh, i don't know pretty easy going benign i don't think they were ever really trying to start stuff but you know mm-hmm. as humans i think can be or at least humans in movies can tend to be um, the, uh, the monsters are seen as an invading force. So therefore they have to go. They, nothing can threaten, uh, the superiority of human, of the human race. So let's, let's kill them all before they do whatever. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. And it's like, we as, can't be here. This is our space. Get out. Yeah. As yeah. Always. Which makes us makes kind of makes me think that the monsters in the title aren't really the aliens. It's probably humans. 
Who knows? Well, I might be reading too much into that, but I that could be a fair assumption. Well, you just got to think of um, how we got our land in America. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was also kind of forefront of my mind. I'm like, oh, <laughs> mm-hmm. we're, we're not the best, you know? We can definitely invade yeah. and say this is our homeland and like we, this is not our homeland. <laughs> I think it has a, a similar story in that way to the recent Godzilla movies, which I want to say um, Gareth Edwards, director of Monsters, directed the first. Mm-hmm. Well, not first. The the most recent first Godzilla movie, the one with Elizabeth Olsen and Aaron Taylor Johnson. And yes. got that job specifically because of monsters because of this film i you know you could see a lot of similarities between the two um mm-hmm. and yeah i think it's a similar kind of story it's just this this in monster is attacked by humans uh specifically with godzilla is actually more of a protector and savior of humans but people just don't understand what godzilla's intentions are so they keep trying to to kill it and yeah and ca- just make a bigger trouble. mess for themselves well it's just like seeing a beehive and going oh no they're gonna sting us I so know, you yeah. attack the thing and it's just like no. no they're just living their lives they're they're making if you honey. just take your time you could carefully get honey yeah they're they're happy you're happy Winnie the Pooh's happy. <laughs> We're all good. <laughs> and if you need to move them, like move the queen, they'll move. They, bees are bees are cool. I love bees. Now, if we're talking about like hornets or wasps, like yeah. flame those fuckers. The, <laughs> screw those guys. They, they, they will get you every time. They will. I mean, and you know, get a big get a big grouping of them together, and they like they will they will kill people. Uh, hasn't anybody seen my girl? Oh right, I haven't seen that. But I recall what happens at the Although end. Although I that think one. that was yeah. bees. Was it bees? Still. See, bees are always getting a bad rap. It should have been some of those murder hornets mm-hmm. in that film. <laughs> Uh, you know who was who is pretty much acting like a murder hornet? That um guy controlling the ferry, charging five thousand dollars a ticket just because everybody's desperate. Because supply and demand, man. Yeah, mm-hmm. and like I get supply and demand, works, but that was extreme. It was exorbitant, like, right? That was yes. that was such price gouging, and mm-hmm. I, you know, he was able to do it because he could get away with it. But God, and. It really says something about humanity's mm-hmm. priorities, which really is sad that yeah, yeah. You, it could be, uh, it just sucks. Like I would hope in a situation like that, people would be like, Hey, this is a high value th- service we're offering. I need you to p- affront the cost right now. And I'm going to take your word that you're going to send us to rest later. And like for a, a bit, of, bit of a price increase, but don't like mm-hmm. make them struggle when they're still in danger. Still take in an danger. IOU. Yeah. Expecting payment. Like who, who in that area is able Has to come up with $5,000 on the spot like that, mm-hmm. you know? And, like and even have, her, he said 10,000 after they got, well, after the guy had gotten robbed. Yeah. Yeah. That was bullshit. That was messed mm-hmm. up. And, and she had it on her. <laughs> had that ring. I mean, that was an impressive looking ring. I don't know that that was necessarily worth five thousand or ten thousand dollars. Not even five thousand. I bet it was worth a pretty penny. And it looked like yeah. he he saw the value in it. But ah, uh, yeah, he he was not having any discussion with anybody. And you know, uh, on the one hand, I kind of understand. It's like he's running a business. That's mm-hmm. what he's charging. It's it's a really crappy price and a really shitty way to take advantage of people yeah but you know that's that's he he is sort of the gatekeeper to this ferry um doesn't make him a good person i don't think but that's just how it is i suppose it was a shame that she had to give up the ring though i mean well i don't think she was too heartbroken about giving up the ring (laughs) further evidence that i'm like oh she doesn't want to marry this dude whoever this fiance is she probably is 
she doesn't want to marry him and uh, giving up that ring may have actually been a little bit of a weight off her her shoulders well she actually said that like when um they were checking on her hand which i love how many times he asked her just like andrew was going how's your hand how's your hand how's your hand (laughs) but like literally she's like much better now that that weight's off of it and like she said the ring which that thing was a rock, but not to the point where it was going to be hurting no, your hand. No, it was literally like the emotional weight. She was literally calling it out. And no. I thought that was the moment they were going to kiss. The, hey, the oh, moment right. they, they finally did was a beautiful shot. <laughs> but there were so many other times that I expected it to happen. <laughs> right. Yeah. There um, kind of when they were looking at the wall, that was sort of a, a quiet, nice moment for them. Even uh, when he was trying to get her to take a nightcap after their evening out. Right. Yeah. Like that when I thought like he's staying there a long time. Why are we mm-hmm. watching him get shot down so much if it's not going to happen? I know. Yeah. I figure, I don't know, maybe at least a, a you know, a quick chaste kiss or something. But I mm-hmm. think at that point she was still like, she didn't really know him too well. And he was just like her escort, her, her chauffeur. Yeah. Which is way to take advantage of the situation like she's reliant on you and you're hitting on her she can't i know she has to be somewhat nice to you because she's stuck being taken uh, care of so to speak it's a little bit yeah yeah you are her or her, her, her person guiding her through this this dangerous uh, uh land or so and i don't know it was a I, that's why i don't know maybe you shouldn't get that drunk when you're with somebody you just met um, I don't. But he was also kind of taking advantage of of her and her father's trust in yeah. him. Oh, that too. Like I, I don't dislike the character because he did work hard to like help out. Yeah, he ha- had some redeeming moments. He did seem a little sketchy, not like dangerous, just more of like willing to sell out here and there. But I was proud yeah. of him not taking a photo of the dead child, which I'm pretty sure that was the family that had helped them earlier. It might have been. Yeah. So I, I, I sure, honestly thought he was going to take a photo. I thought so too, because he kept saying like, those are the only photos that make money. Mm-hmm. And then like when the first monsters were nearby and they were in the car, I thought he was going to mm-hmm. leave her in the car to get the shot. So oh, I was yeah. thoroughly impressed that he didn't. I was surprised he didn't take a photo at the end when they were mating. I was a little surprised about that too. I kept even on this and I've seen this before, but even on this most recent viewing, I was like, dude, this is like a million money. dollar shot, man. <laughs> like, yeah. And also it could even help them too. Oh yeah. 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 If it gets it out to the right people. Then mm. I don't know. Maybe more people in charge will think, Hey, maybe they're not that hostile. Maybe they're just they're They're like us, except they're giant and, and squid monsters pull a jurassic park 2 where they turn the island into like a sanctuary for the animals sure 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 yeah why not (laughs) i mean what else is everybody in mexico doing we can just move them all up into into america well they could have tried to relocate them to somewhere that's less populated yeah i wasn't saying evict mexico (laughs) well i don't know you were just sort of uh mentioning what do you call it eminent domain and uh i I wouldn't put it past anybody to to try to do that yeah but you know what everybody needs to have some perspective Hmm. is the kind of party night they had they were out partying and drinking and then literally one block later a sad memorial parade that was an interesting that won't sober you up i don't know what would oh yeah yeah i didn't really sober up andrew after that he was still like hey baby wanna (laughs) get it on in my hotel room her hotel room your hotel room he's like my ac is out can i come here it's just like dude that's the weakest excuse yeah Mm -hmm. 
you just met her. And then he, you know, he found somebody else and, and took care of his his dirty needs, which yep. she was not happy about. Although I don't know. I a part of me was a little miffed that she was that upset. I'm like, I I can get where she's coming from, but also on the other hand, like you just met him too. Why are you this upset? Yeah. Well, the storming off, I can see like she was starting to get ready to like give in to him because she wanted to run from her fiance. Yeah. And then seeing him hook up with a girl should have been like, okay, that would have been a mistake. Fine. Bye-bye. See you later. Thanks. And just like walk yeah. away. Mm-hmm. Like just sh- should have been able to shake it off. Yeah. Yeah. I got a ferry trip. I got to get to, I, you know, thanks. Mm-hmm. You keep doing what you're doing. I think she was very, very in the right to get as pissed off as she did for him getting their passports stolen. Which, why did he have to have both of them? I don't know. I like she could have she sure she's got an injured arm, but she can still keep her passport in her back. She could have kept her passport in the bandages or in that makeshift cast. Sure. Yeah. What thief is going to try to rip off your cast? That's I mean, I'm no thief, but I I feel like that's not where I would go to first. It would be bad first. Yeah. And how is this guy who travels all the time to try to get shots like this not more aware of safety with your valuables yeah it was a big mistake he ran out mm-hmm. of the room i'm surprised he didn't get his clothes stolen too <laughs> runs out of the room in his boxers like i don't know how far he ran but it was a good distance and it, yeah it was a big oversight he could have been so much worse off and probably would have deserved it too like how do you just leave everything in your hotel room like that yeah but uh, you know i guess it was necessary to keep the story moving without that they wouldn't have had to uh, you know trek through all of central and america and mexico and everything which actually kind of showed a lot of the differences between people learning about these creatures mm-hmm. that anybody like the army that's flying over and bombing them yeah they're just seeing these monsters that are attacking but when they went through the infected zone they learned what like the people taking them knew so much more than the government that's trying oh, to yeah. kill them yeah, yeah yeah because they're actually like a with them exposing them like being on land helps you to learn more mm-hmm. than from a distance yeah on the ground actually mm-hmm. you know in the shit as they say just doing the work and and understanding how how these creatures move and what their habits are and and how dangerous they can be i know that this doesn't fit with this movie uh-huh. but when you said in the shit <laughs> i literally just imagined a drop on them at one point oh, <laughs> one yeah, of these yeah. creatures yeah yeah uh, yeah I, I could see that happen. You know, I, I don't know if anything like that happened in the sequel, which I never saw. There, there was kind of a sequel to this movie called Dark Continent, Monsters Dark Continent. Seems like a trash, garbage movie, but yeah, I could see that being something that a government or a military would resort to. It's like let's. They kind of did at the end, or in I guess in the opening of the film, the opening slash end. There was an mm-hmm. airstrike. Um, around where uh the where andrew and uh, uh, uh sam were picked up so i'm glad i triggered that but what i meant by in the shit i meant like no, one I'm of these sure. squid people shitting on them by accident in this oh, like oh goodness okay literal <laughs> yeah like I'm literally sorry. just that like was... <laughs> one of those look at this it's so beautiful <laughs> yeah i mean <laughs> they gotta get rid of waste somehow don't they Oof. Uh-huh. Oh man, that, that's like that wouldn't have fit with the the um mindset of this film. No. Or it, but why is it that compl- like why aren't there like giant piles of, of waste? Mm-hmm. Surely these these squid monsters have to get rid of their, you know, the what electricity they're sucking all the time or whatever. Yeah, which that was a fascinating scene because you could hear it like just the pulsating through the tentacles. That whoever did their sound design for that particular sequence, ooh, well done. Uh, uh 
I, I don't know if this is the exact person, but the guy on IMDb was Jurgen Funk, which kind of seems like a fake name. Maybe it was the director too. <laughs> Possible, but still, either way, Mr. Funk, well done. Good job. Yeah, yeah, you got you brought the funk, man. You brought it for this film. I appreciated it. I I, I thought the entire funk. I thought the soundscape got the funk. <laughs> I thought the soundscape, I thought the soundtrack was great. You know, all mm-hmm. of the audio surrounding this film, I think was really well delivered, um, which I think is notable because of its very, very small budget. You know, I mean, uh, relatively small. I think if you and I had $800,000 for one of the uh, film we were trying to make, mm-hmm. feature film or otherwise, we would be more than happy. But yeah, as far Compared as like to what's normally invested in this, a piece like this, like pocket change, you know, relatively, mm-hmm. but that would were, be like Robert Downey Jr.'s weekend. Yeah. <laughs> His per diem pay. Yeah. Yeah. Like here, go have fun. I know. <laughs> I, I, I don't think you're far off on that. I, I bet that was very, very accurate. And they Probably. made an entire movie out of it. And one that felt complete and, you know, had its rough edges, definitely, Mm -hmm. like you were mentioning with the acting. And I agree with that. And now I I think the visual effects are starting to show the rage a little bit. You know, they're 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 pretty damn good for um, the restrictions of the film and really only having probably mostly one person working on them. Yeah. Well, I went into this film forgetting your warning and then not looking at the year of when it was made. So I was watching this on my fancy setup and I was just like, oh, yeah. is Sean recommending a B movie, but not calling it a B movie? And then <laughs> I paused it because I'm like, hey, I need to make dinner. Uh-huh. And the year popped up because I was on the menu screen. I'm like, oh, yeah. oh, there it is. It's a little older, you know, like this makes sense now. Yeah. Okay, cool. Let's go back to this. Like, yeah, yeah. I was just like, did he sneak a B movie in? <laughs> no, no. Although I should try now. I'm going to see if I can do that sometime. Mm-hmm. I'll look up some good B movies. It's hard though, because if you get like a B movie that's really a B movie, it yeah. it screams that it's a B movie, I think. Oh, kind of like, oh, is, hang on. I'm going to do this. This is Monsters. Oh, yeah. Kind of like, a movie that we'll be having coming out at the oh yeah for this month at the end of this month our b movie bonus is deep murder <laughs> yeah that one and has they go deep b movie written all over it in fact from mm-hmm. what i've seen from that trailer and from what you've told me about it um it's not just a b movie we need to take the first letter of the title and just rank it that way and <laughs> i would call that one a d movie well they do give a lot of d <laughs> you're, you're just setting me up and i uh, uh you, you're gonna just be pre-warned audience and sean that for this movie there's gonna be no end to my puns oh that's fantastic okay i'll see if i can bring it too i'll bring i'll bring the good stuff that's what she said <laughs> that's why i'm expecting a lot of that too <laughs> that's also what she said yeah <laughs> Okay, now I can't wait for that film. That one's going to be good. Uh, I completely lost my train. I thought with monsters. Anyway, <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, what can I say? I thought I thought um, thought they did a good job with everything. I thought the running time was great. None of it, none of it really felt um, slow or agonizing. I mean, the, the movie running... was slow moving, but it was a, it was an hour and a half. And yeah, the running time wasn't that long. When I saw like ninety minutes, I'm like, fantastic. Yeah. And I thought like based, as you said, the movie was moving slow. Like I thought I was going to feel slow, but it went probably pretty fast. Like I felt like the ending was slow for me because I was tired and I'm like, I want to go to bed. Right. Well, it did slow but, down a little bit too, because, you know, they had made it through the, the infected zone. They were in Texas, I guess. And uh, yeah, things had calmed down. I think just naturally they're like, oh, okay, there, there's some safety where we made it here um, instead. Oh, damn. 
the monsters had breached the infected zone. That was an interesting point that they didn't really talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, monsters are coming into America, but they don't really know that. And they just, you know, it's winding up the film. Yeah. But even for that, that it wasn't that slow. It was just more of, I was just ready for bed. Right. Yeah, so yeah. it felt like, come on, let's get to the end. But it, <laughs> it, it, if I hadn't been sleepy, it would have felt like a breeze by. I think that's how it felt for me when I watched it. I think I was, I don't know when you watched it, probably a little bit earlier in the night. I, I did watch it before going to bed, but I was still pretty okay. I was good to follow along with it. I finished this last night at 12.05. Woof. Yeah, I don't know. I I may have finished it around an hour earlier than you did. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, I, I think if a, you know, a fully awake person was to watch this, it would just, it would breeze by and they, you know, a person would finish it feeling like they got a good pretty decently well told and and well made story out of what they just saw and we'll be very happy to to see it too yeah i would agree which it kind of sounds like we're accidentally segueing into the rent or buy section i guess i mean i i don't know what more i could talk about i guess i could say you know the the river traversal scene i thought that was really neat where they they spent a good amount of time on a river and you see mm-hmm. um i guess these these uh monsters these creatures can also live underwater too well they look like octopuses so yeah that's true <laughs> yeah yeah Although, except for that river scene you don't see them in water so i i think it's yeah. i i like how they're able to survive in both environments and are able to like take down fighter planes too like what when you see well, that monster is because really you know a big giant jet tentacles <laughs> yeah 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 um you know i see a jet come out of the water and then tentacles wrap around and pull it back down to the water that that effect shot i think was excellently like fantastically well done even for today's standards yeah that one was really good especially like the luminescence coming off the fighter plane that was cool yeah that was beautiful that i was 90 percent captivated by the scene and then of course you know me my brain is always b-movie brain <laughs> so the other 10 percent was like hey the monster wants its rubber ducky for its bath uh, yeah <laughs> i unconsidered that yeah that would be for for a monster that size, that would be a good little play toy. Yeah, mm-hmm. take for taking that, a dip. That thought went away because I wanted to like actually focus on what was being presented. But you you guys, if if you've listened to this podcast this far, you know I'm going to say <laughs> shit like that. <laughs> Plain and that's, simple. That's that's what you get with Stephen. That's part of the draw to, for me for this this podcast is you know I want to see what you come up with. <laughs> Just what warped thoughts and ideas come out of my brain. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, also did uh, enjoy seeing the relationship between Andrew and Sam actually sort of mm-hmm. like reach. I think it's it's kind of logical conclusion where they were, you know, you get to the gas station. They are pretty much out of harm's way um, until yeah. things get crazy after they're saved. Um, and they see these monsters. They realize themselves that they the monsters aren't actually as terrible and dangerous as they're made out to be. Or at least there's more complexity to them. And then I think, you know, all of that, those heightened, the heightened feelings, the heightened emotions, the adrenaline that was probably running through their systems the entire time they were going through the infected zone, Mm -hmm. just coming down off of that. I think seeing them get really close to each other in that shot, they share that kiss before they're sadly pulled away. Yeah. Was a really nice moment to to see between them because you kind of tell the 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 film was going to lead to that, you know. Oh yeah, like most like halfway through. <laughs> it, it was going to happen. But to see it happen in that way where it wasn't just, you know, oh we made it to America, close off and let's start doing it in one of these abandoned houses. It it seemed to be it, it, there was more emotion filling the scenes and it meant a lot more 
And it made for me the opening slash ending way more tragic because it gave the impression that Sam is, does not make it out alive mm-hmm. or at least is very injured. You know, um, I think I, I recall seeing Andrew like dragging her away from some uh, wreckage. Yep. And just guy, if you piece it together that way or you go back and watch the beginning of this film after you finished it, just to sort of remind yourself what happens to them, makes it so much more tragic that these two people would share this entire journey and make it through all of that crap only to maybe lose each other. That I will just say one sentence. <laughs> the up couple. Oof. Oh, just a second. I'm going to have to mute my mic so I can cry a little bit. <laughs> too soon, Steven. Too soon and too heavy. But you have to think about it. Every couple will have an end, but not every couple will have as beautiful of a journey as that. Damn. You should cut that to make that the end of the episode because that was so beautifully spoken. I completely agree. We should make that the subtitle too. <laughs> Huzzah, hats off to you. I, I, I really, I agree with that. And I appreciate that viewpoint because it's, yeah, I think it's very true. Not everybody's going to have the perfect picture storybook life or ending or whatever. But, you know, if you have that, then treasure it and make the most of it. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I like that viewpoint on this film because it's, I think this film is marketed in, in a lot of ways to be just this actiony monster, like shooting, blowing them up. Like kind of like uh, the Godzilla films a little bit. Yeah, no, the trailer definitely made me think I was getting something else. Very much so. And mm-hmm. I think that was necessary because, you know, the way trailers are made, trailers aren't made to show a slow moving, um, evolving character piece sort of story. At least not if there are also going to be monsters in a film. No, you, you got to show the aliens. Yeah. Which the aliens. Hey, if it gets more people in the seats watching this film and, and you know, surprised to see uh, uh, kind of a different movie and hopefully not too upset that they're seeing a movie that they're not expecting, then that's mm-hmm. great. I imagine a lot of people were upset with this film because they were expecting something <laughs> like Godzilla. But, uh, you know, can't please everybody. But if nope. you did get into this film, I think what you ended up with was a very nice story that also had some monsters in it. I would have to agree. So for you, you this is you recommended this film. This mm-hmm. was your second viewing. Mm-hmm. I presume you have it like in your third collection. Or fourth viewing, actually. Well, then that probably definitely confirms it's in your collection. But for our yeah. general audience, would you say this is a rental or a buy? I would call this an easy rental because for me, I like it, but I'm very much a fan of those more character driven movies. Mm -hmm. Like I enjoy Godzilla. Don't get me wrong. But this movie um, intrigues and satisfies me uh, creatively a lot more than Godzilla does. So I bought it, but I don't think I am necessarily, quote unquote, the norm. So (laughs) I think for more people. For most people, this is more of a rental. I would have to agree that this one is definitely a rental. It's worth the rental, so you won't regret it. Mm-hmm. That, as we say, you know who you are. If this rings true to your interests, you'll probably buy it. But you can't go wrong with renting this. So most definitely go out and see this. It has some great storytelling to it. Impressive visual effects considering the budget and the limited crew that it gives you some nice perspective just with all the different concepts of seeing multiple sides to a disagreement, whether it's monsters, aliens, or just life mm-hmm. that I have to thank Sean for picking this episode and sharing it with me and you guys that I 
hope you guys enjoyed hearing this episode as much as we enjoyed watching the movie and talking about it. Make sure to leave us a rating and a review on iTunes or wherever a person can leave a review. It truly does help and we truly, truly do appreciate it. I'm Stephen Reyes here with my squid-loving co-host. Sean Anderson. (laughs) And that's not meant to be dirty. They were actually pretty damn sweet on screen. I think so. Mm -hmm. And this is... More. Movies. Please.